Joining me today on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast, award-winning director, filmmaker, award-winning martial artist as well, uh, and we're going to get into all that, Sean Paul Piccinino, Piccinino, right? Piccinino, is that correct? Oh, you you got it. You got it. That's a t- it's tough, man. I know. It's a tough one. <laughs> There's a lot of syllables in that one, so uh, so I'm glad I got that it's one right. so many Italians and their syllables. I'm, try- I'm actually trying to finally learn Italian right now. Oh, nice. Um, in case some future projects uh, we might shoot out there. Very cool. But anyways, so I'm trying to learn it, and I'm just like, There's so many syllables. <laughs> you know, why have they got so many syllables? But uh, yeah. Awesome. Sean Paul Piccinino. Uh, thank you again, uh, Sean, for uh, taking some time to chat. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Very cool, very cool. Um, so, Sean, uh, I want to get into uh, some of the work that you do. Uh, I, I got to uh, chat with you a little bit on Threads and on Instagram. Um, uh, a fan of some of the things that you've done, and you've done some really cool stuff. So, um, I know you've got a film coming out tomorrow, The Island, starring Michael Jai White. Michael's uh, been a, a guest on the show a couple of times, a uh, big fan of his. Um, talk to me about uh, what uh, goes into putting The Island together. Yeah, so uh, the island was uh, put together by producer Philippe Martinez uh, and uh, with his co-writer, uh, Michael Casey. And uh, he approached me kind of early on, like the early, early draft of the script. In fact, actually, it wasn't even a full draft yet. And But right from the get-go, it was Michael. So we were both talking about, oh, we want to do this uh, movie with Michael Jai. And of course, Philippe was telling me um, about... Uh, filming on these in these Caribbean islands, which he had been doing uh, for a couple of years at that point, or maybe a year or so at that point. And I'm like, well, that sounds amazing. Uh, you know, <laughs> get paid to go film a movie in the Caribbean. <laughs> like, you know, uh, you don't have to tell me twice. So um, it was very obviously exciting prospect to do and to be able to do an action movie again, because it had been a couple of years. Uh, I have been uh, uh, exploring the rom-com space. <laughs> Don't ask me how uh, I got into that, but uh, just friends in the film business. And they're like, hey, would you want to film this rom-com? And I was like, uh, sure, why not? So anyways, kind of got into that, had some great success there. So I've been having fun with those. But I was really, really excited to, to get back to doing some some uh, uh, action and obviously with some amazing casts like this. So um you know, that's kind of how it manifested, but it was always Michael from the get go. That was the very first conversation. Uh, and luckily he liked it enough and wanted to come, uh, uh, you know, do the movie. Yeah. Uh, speaking of those rom-coms, uh, it is uh, interesting in going through your IMDb because you are doing the Island. You did another film, uh, with a, a guest that I had on, uh, American fighter, I believe with, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah. So, um, Oh yeah. Another legit martial artist. Absolutely. Right there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, great philosophy that he has too with, uh, regarding martial arts in life. But, um, but, uh, like you said, you did, uh, you did, did films like that. And then you have like California Christmas and holiday harmony. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you clearly have a uh, ability beyond, uh, beyond any certain boxes, right? <laughs> I, I like to, I hope so. And, and, uh, yeah, I've got all sorts of genres I want to film. I'd love to do some like medieval fantasy thing, um, any kind of period piece I just think is super cool. Um, but yeah, I don't want to be stuck in one box. You know, I'd love to do some more science fiction too. obviously action mixed into that. Um, so, uh, 
you know, I'm just having fun with it. Um, you know, my bread and butter was more the 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 action side of things. But like I said, uh, I did the the uh, amazing company uh, ESX uh, Entertainment that I did American Fighter with. They were obviously doing a bunch of different movies, and in fact, American Fighter was kind of their first foray into action, and that's how I got brought into the fold on that. Um, and because they had never really done action, so I came, I did that movie with them. And obviously we all got on and and they must have liked what I did. So they offered me another movie, but it was like a coming of age rom-com. <laughs> like it was nothing like what I had done uh, before. And, uh, and luckily that one went off well. And then I ended up doing Lady Driver, which is kind of another teenage coming of age, uh, but still has com- comedy relief. And, and obviously there's like race cars in that one. So still some action. Um, and that kind of just led down that path until eventually doing, you know, California Christmases, which those have had the bi- biggest success of anything <laughs> that I've done, which is, you know, just crack- cracks me up. I never would have thought I'd be making Christmas movies. But, you know, when you find a film family that you love and people you really love working with um, and uh, and and then you do this stuff and, and it actually, you know, reaches an audience that that really appreciates that. It's like no better feeling in the world. So I'm like. Now, kind of my goal is, uh, let, let me do like a rom-com and then an action movie and like kind of go back and forth, you know, and, and, and maybe we'll sprinkle some, uh, you know, some sci-fi in, in between. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I, I want to touch on a, a quote that was uh, on your IMDb page because I think it, it probably applies to, to how you approach these films, right? But I think you said, um, from uh, great sincerity comes great achievement. Is that your approach with the films that you, you do, given that you, you, you know, you rom-comedy uh, uh, to uh, an actioner to uh, to something else. Where do you find that sincerity in all of these particular projects to make it what you want to make it? Yeah, I think that uh, martial arts has been a part of my life since I was really young. Um, I think I started trading in Shorinru, uh karate uh, at 11 years old. Um, and I got a black belt in that system. I also trained uh, judo at the time, a little bit of Aikido, dabbled in that. Uh, and then over the years I've trained in like Muay Thai and, and, uh, kickboxing. And then of course, jujitsu and, and BJJ. Um, and, and then I also ended up training a very traditional Shaolin Kung Fu system, uh, which I absolutely adore and, and, uh, Southern Shaolin. And I ended up getting a fourth degree in that system. Uh, and my, uh, Shifu, my master, my, my teacher in that system, that's where that quote comes from. Uh, and it was in the context of, you know, when you're facing, heaven forbids, an opponent, a real one, I, I guess even in competition, this would apply, but it's having that sincerity in your actions, uh, being genuine in how you're striking. And, uh, and he also taught that you always respect your opponent, even if it is, unfortunately, a, you know, a villainous person trying to hurt you on the street, you still have respect for them in life and the balance of those teachings. And, and that's where, uh, uh, and, and understanding how incredibly powerful you are, you have the power to take a life and you have to respect that. Uh, and, and, uh, so just wonderful philosophy, wonderful teachings. That's, uh, uh, master Steve Pisa, who, who imparted that wisdom on me. And that's where that quote comes from. Uh, and I do apply that in not just in filmmaking, but in all walks of life. And, and I find in the stories that I, that I want to tell, whether it's, 
you know, action revenge uh, flick that I'm always trying to find that sincerity in the characters and the sincerity in the story, right? Which comes back to, uh, again, it's like that heart, you know what I mean? It's that, uh, uh, that humanity, even in the, the, the crazy antics of, a, of an action revenge flick like The Island, the core of it is family and, and uh, the love you have for, for those people uh, and the heart behind it. And so I'm always looking for that. You know, I don't know if I always accomplish it, but, but that's the goal at the end of the day. So wh- what about those instances where you don't quite find it? Uh, how do you uh, get through making that, uh, that film uh, still uh, true to your vision uh, and not, uh, you know, phone it in? I think I always find it. Yeah. Even, even if it's something so outside of my, my wheelhouse, um, I mean, I wouldn't be able to make it if I can't connect with those characters in some way. So life experience obviously comes into play. And, uh, and I also think, you know, having a lot of empathy, uh, I, I grew up with amazing family, my parents, both, uh, so accepting and loving and, and supportive. And I think that kind of, uh, mentality and, and growing up with, with that, those kind of, uh, you know, life lessons. And we dealt with a lot of loss as well in the family and, and all of those things. But, but I think that, that kind of empathy helps me to find those redeeming qualities in whatever the project is. Um, and, uh, and that's all I can really do is I can just try and give my, you know, my authenticity to it. And, and at the end of the day and, and try and put poor love. And that's also how I try and lead the set is through kindness, uh, through compassion, through passion, you know, you got to have passion for these projects and, and, uh, and, and just try and treat everybody with as much kindness and, and empathy as I can. You've got some great testimonials on your page from some of the actors that you've worked with. So uh, for anybody out there, go over to, uh, to Sean's page and you can see some kind words from Sean uh, on, on working with him. He said, I think he said he would work with you twice or, or something like that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and we've done like three movies together now and, and we're, we're already talking about several more. So yeah, you know, it's that fun thing. Uh, uh, I had such a great time doing that movie. The first one, American fighter we were talking about, uh, and Tommy Flanagan, I absolutely awesome, yeah. adore awesome. him. He's an amazing actor and just such a solid, awesome guy. Um, and yeah, all those people, Casper Van Dien, who I've done now like six projects with, you know, it's that kind of thing. Like you, you find these, uh, camaraderie, uh, uh um, also like Christina Moore, I think I've done seven projects with her, <laughs> you know, it, it's when you got, it, it's that thing where you obviously, you know what each other are capable of, you trust each other and you know, you you guys got each other's backs. It's like, that's why you see uh, Spielberg's working with the same, sure, you know, yeah. cinematographer for 30 years or, you know, those kinds of things are, are the, the, you know, whatever it is, Adam Sandler and his, all his casting crew that he works <laughs> with or, or Seth Rogen's or any, you know, that's what happens. You, you find these people that you really care about and they care about you and they support you and you guys, you know, you build these, because uh, you can't make a movie on your own, like contrary to popular belief, even, uh, you know, like a Robert Rodriguez who shoots it, edits it, does all <laughs> the music, uh, you know, directs it. He still has a team of people. It's a community of people that bring these movies together. And uh, so at the end of the day, you got to find people that, that uh, you know, you really can trust and, and uh, care about to, to spend this much time with them too, because you're spending, you know, in some cases, years at a time yeah. working on a project. 
Uh, hold that thought because we, we do want to go back to that a little bit later. But I want to get to your martial arts. Um, do you still train? I train, yes, but not like super consistent, unfortunately. Um, but I've never let it go. I still even do katas. I still practice katas from my uh, Shodanuru days. Um, and uh, uh, so, yeah, I don't ever let it go. I have the whole family at the gym and we do jujitsu and, uh, you know, sometimes the uh, um, uh, Muay Thai classes and stuff like that. So I am trying to keep some of the tools sharp still, but I, I am pretty, uh, pretty rusty, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I just love it. So anytime I get the chance, I will jump in and train. Uh, in fact, with Michael, I'm going to try and jump in there, uh, with, uh, this awesome, awesome trainer. He's also a director and stunt coordinator, Arnold Chong, uh, yeah, nice. and, you know, yeah. And he, yeah, he's, uh, he's awesome. So I'm going to try and jump in and just get my butt totally kicked by him and Michael, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but that'll be fun. That's, you know, I was always okay with being the, in, in, in the karate, I was always okay with being the uke which is, you know, the person who gets thrown around and, you know, and I felt like I learned more that way. You know, I learned all the pressure points and chokes and all the things when, by experiencing it, I'm like, Oh, okay. I get it now. You know? So I'll let them beat me up and I'll just uh, have a smile on my face the whole time. I think anybody that gets into the ring to train with Michael Jai White winds up being the UK, whether they want to or not. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. Hey, by the way, by the way, yes, on set, he did do the, uh, uh, non-telegraph slow punch oh, and got nice. everybody. <laughs> no, no, nobody could, nobody could get their hand out of the way. You know, it's uh, uh yeah, pretty fun. That's cool. All the, the whole stunt team was trying it out. You know, <laughs> um, I, I asked that uh, because you do have a stunt background, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I come from stunts. Um, I what's interesting is I um I grew up in the theater. My dad was a drama professor. He directed two plays every year for like thirty years. Uh, he produced Shakespeare in the Park. So I grew up classically trained. I grew up on and behind the stage. Um, so, and he, and he brought a camera home when I was, you know, 10 or 11, something like that. And I started making little short film stop motion. So I, at 16, uh, it sounds wild, but at 16, I started writing and directing commercials for like local mom and pop shops. Cool. So that's kind of the, 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 the origin of that. Uh, you know, I learned editing. I learned so many things doing those commercials. And to this day, I still shoot commercials every once in a while. But um, from there, when I came down to LA to pursue the dream, I made my own short films. We shot some music videos. You know, we did all that stuff uh, all the way till going, you know what? Just friends and, and, and family going, let's just make a feature. Like, it doesn't even matter what it is. Let, you know, we didn't go to film school. So let's do our student film. Let's, let's do from start to finish. Let's make a feature. So we, we were doing all of that. But in, at the same time that was happening, uh, I started getting some work uh, doing stunts because of the martial arts yeah, and because yeah. of the people that I trained with. And so it kind of fell into that and uh, just doing, you know, stunt work uh, like at like fight action type of stuff. And then a lovely gentleman named Noel Vega, uh, which I thought he hated me, but he didn't hate <laughs> me. He actually liked me because then he took me under his wing. Um, and, uh, you know, I started doing some fight choreography for him. So that's kind of how the, the stunt world ended up, uh, starting. And then I doubled, uh, for him. And then he, he gave me my first stunt coordination gig. Um, and, uh, because he was uh, producing on a film as well, cause he also does that. So, um, so then from there, I ended up being his assistant coordinator on a TV show called deadliest warrior. 
And I then got through opportunity and, and, uh, you know, circumstance I was, uh, and because Noel was so gracious to, to allow me to step up, I got to second unit direct that show. Cool. And so I was directing the action, uh, which then led to me fully directing a couple episodes on that. And then, you know, the, the rest is history from there. But so interesting, it's like the stunt world. And we also worked on a bunch of video games over the years. I've done Noel, I think, has done over a hundred, well over a hundred games, but I've done in the neighborhood of like 45-ish games, including Call of Duties and all of that. So I've assistant coordinated with him. Uh, I've assistant directed on those. And then I've done stunts and full performance capture. So um, really, really interesting, like education on all these different things. And now a lot of that tech is in movies, obviously James Cameron bringing that stuff into the avatars and, and creating new technology, which then the video games borrowed that technology from him, you know, since this uh, uh, really, really uh, um, interesting and cool journey to kind of get to experience all that stuff. And so then through that second unit, then kind of full directing, video games, stunts, all that stuff leading finally back to uh, um, directing features uh, and and a couple of TV series uh, in between there. Cool. Uh, speaking of Dudley's Warrior, uh, who was the better William Wallace, you or Mel Gibson? To be honest. <laughs> I think Mel crushed me on that one. Uh, yeah, that was... So what's really funny about that is, uh, well, Mel and I, neither one of us are that big of guys, but uh, I think the real William Wallace was a much bigger dude. Let's just <laughs> yeah. be honest. But... Um, I, I actually went to the volume, uh, uh, the Wallace monument in Scotland and saw cool. his sword and all that cool stuff. Uh, I, I geeked out on that pretty good, uh, when we were over there, but, um, uh, that was so interesting because I was helping coordinate on that show and, and then second unit directing and, um, I can do a halfway decent Scottish accent and have a bunch of Scottish friends. So that's how I learned how, the accent. And uh, the, the audition process, we kind of helped because, you know, people had to know the action part of it, the stunts to do that show. And so just tape after tape after tape, the network wasn't liking what they saw. Uh, and dude's way bigger than me and buffer than me and all that stuff. But I'm like, you know, what? and I had a beard and I had long hair at the time. I'm like, I'm just going to throw myself on tape and see if see if they like this. And, and then I also put together a little uh, fight sword fight scene. So I showed him, okay, I got this and I can do, you know, and there's not really any dialogue in the show anyways, but just to show him the character and everything. And they're like, oh, cast that guy. We like him. And I'm like, but I said in my email, that's me. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure you guys want to cast me? And they're like, they're like, yeah, you're perfect. Do it. And I'm like, I'm directing that episode. So now I have to direct it that's and, awesome. <laughs> act in it and uh, you know, kind of painted myself a little bit in the corner. But of course, uh, such awesome people around me. So they, they made it all, you know, happen. Um, but yeah, I, you know, and there's also, I got a bunch of friends like, there's no way you would have taken out Shaka Zulu. And I go, look, <laughs> it's just, I go, it's just the armor. I'm like, that was the difference. If William Wallace didn't have chain mail, Shaka would have jacked him up, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, th that, that caused a lot of debates uh, with my friends <laughs> and calling me up when that episode aired, they're like, this is BS. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those two headed uh, claymores, uh, those giant swords, they're huge. Those things are huge. Oh, yeah. So like the, the kind of, you know, kind of gross thing about it, what they're really made for is 
taken out legs of cavalry, right? Of course. Right, right, right. So, uh, and obviously Wallace used it uh, to intimidate, I think, uh, is is what that really was. But yeah, they're really, I mean, and they're, even our stunt ones were hard to wield and they're like, <laughs> you know, alu- they're aluminum. So they're, you know, half the weight or maybe even less than what the actual sword was. Um, but yeah, seeing the actual, uh, you know, one, supposedly the his actual sword in the Wallace Monument, you're just like, it's even bigger than the ones I was using. I was like, wow, that's, it would be intimidating seeing if, if he was like six foot five or something, six, four, six, five, wielding that sword. And, you know, the average height of a, of a English infantry, in, infantryman at that time was uh five, two, five, three or something. Yeah. So you can imagine seeing that dude come in and wielding that thing. Um, Slightly yeah, imposing. Yeah, that would have yeah. been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it, on that note, um, Talk to me about uh, the state of uh, of stunts and martial arts and action in film today in light of success uh, of films like John Wick and uh, and Jason Bourne and Mission Impossible and things. Because uh, uh, with Chad Sahelski and, and you know, the whole 87-11 crew, stunt guys really um, have put themselves in the spotlight and done some really cool stuff for films and, you know, rewrote the template for, for some of that stuff. What, what is your take on, on how that's developing? Yeah, look, you know, I think that in in our modern era of of filmmaking, uh, you got to just like, you know, everybody uh, loves Keanu Reeves. You got to just tip your hat to him, too, because he went to bat. He went to bat for for Chad and uh, um, uh, director of the first one. Um, You know, he really believed in them. And obviously, they were friends for a long time, Matrix, starting on the Matrix series and everything. But it was really his belief in pushing them forward that they could direct it. And, and honestly, you know, why can't they? But a lot of times in Hollywood, uh, what happens, you kind of get put into a little box and everybody wants you to stay in that box. Uh, and uh, clearly, these guys can direct feature films. They're doing all the biggest stuff now. Um, and, and like J.J. Perry, he's now directing big movies. And I, I used to do stunts with him back in the day. It's so cool to get to see that stuff. And honestly, it's it's because Keanu really went to bat, uh, for Chad, um, and, and all of that, uh, with the first John wick. Um, but then of course you go back really, you've got the Jackie Chan's, the, the Sammo Hung's, the, the, you know, uh, all of those people were huge influences, I think on all of us, uh, growing up, um, you know, kind of being actor, director, stunt guys. And then you go further back, you got the Buster Keaton's and stuff like that. You know, it's always existed. It's just that weird thing where then, you know, they go, oh, no, you can't do that. You're, you're only a stunt coordinator or your yeah, own. Yeah. It's like, no, that's, it's weird. But, but in our modern era, I definitely got Stephen Chow. He's another one like, but uh, Keanu Reeves, thank you for <laughs> allowing us uh, stunt people to uh, step outside of that box and, and uh, get these uh, opportunities to, you know, uh, tell these bigger stories and, Obviously, when you got big action set pieces, there's no one better to do that. And, uh, and you know, if you just look at second unit direction on a lot of those big movies, it's like that is this action director is directing the action. And 90% of that yeah, movie yeah. is action. So, you know, kind of do the math, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's a it's fun, exciting prospect. And um, I'm excited, really excited to see uh, – where the stunt uh, community goes next with directing. Uh, there's, there's a lot of great, great stunt men and women that are stepping up into those roles. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Speaking of that, uh, 
when you look for talent to work with, uh, how do you discover that talent? Are, are you like keeping your eye on, on YouTube personalities? Or is it just word of mouth or, or, or are people like actively uh, sending you reels and, and, and hoping that uh, you see something in their action to for you to cast them? Yeah. So I believe it or not, I, I keep every single uh, email. And if there's like videos, if they're like direct sends, not YouTube clips, or whatever, I'll download them. I keep them in a file. Uh, the stunt community is really great that way. You know, they all hustle and send you stuff. So I've got, and the, that community is, you know, it's ever growing, but it's also small, you know, so we all kind of know each other and we all recommend people and all of that. So as far as the action stuff goes, um, it's just kind of a constant influx of new people and old people checking in and, you know, friendships and all that kind of stuff. But same with acting. I get sent a lot of reels and I get sent a lot of, uh, from writers as well. I get sent a lot of scripts and I keep all of that stuff and, and, uh, keep them kind of organized, you know, writing and stunts and acting and all that. And, uh, you know, it's always that constant thing of, you know, the project comes up where somebody might be right for it. You go, oh, check this out, you know. Um, and then a lot of times you just you, out of left field, somebody comes and auditions and, you know, you're like that. They did just did something I didn't even think, you know, about for that role. And they just they'll win a role that way. But also in the casting process, what a lot of people don't understand, it's it's, you know, I'm, I'm one voice of many sure, that make sure. those decisions uh, when you're casting a movie. So on the action side, I tend to have a little bit more sway, um, you know, but, uh, but yeah, there's, again, it's a community of people that make a movie. You can't make a movie on, you know, by yourself. I mean, I suppose you could, if it was just you in like a room or something. So, but yeah, it's that interesting thing. And especially like if we're doing a movie with Netflix or HBO, then there's, it's a whole team of people. And, and of course I have a voice and, and I send my opinions and, you know, I'll fight for, you know, people that I think are really right for the role, but uh, it's a process and there's a lot of people involved uh, in making those decisions. So uh, I do get asked that sometimes like, Oh, why didn't, why couldn't you just cast whoever you want? I, go, ah. I mean, if it was my millions that I was putting up and I wanted <laughs> to just make my own movie, then I'm sure I could cast whoever I want. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, all a very interesting process. Yeah, it's a crazy process from everybody that I talk to. There's always uh, some kind of red tape that you have to go through, and uh, sometimes you actually have to, uh, you know, put your foot down and fight for the things that you believe in. Uh, are you? Yeah, do yeah. You encounter that a lot? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not a lot, but I, it's happened, and I have fought for people for roles, uh, and, and or you know whatever, even if it's in the writing process for like you know certain character arcs or whatever. Yeah, you've got to go to battle for what you believe in, but you also this business and, and telling stories is a is a collaboration so you've got to you know understand that it's not always going to be exactly how you maybe envisioned it originally and and for me most of the time it it uh evolves into something that's even more beautiful than than where my brain maybe thought of it at, at first and part of that is keeping that open-minded uh collaborative um mindset i think has served me well and it helps me continue to grow and get better with each project because that's Ultimately, that's my goal. I think maybe from the martial arts training is is understanding I'm, I'm never going to master any of this. I'm only just going to keep getting better, keep evolving, keep growing. Um, and, you know, that's that's what I'm trying to, you know, appreciate. Always the student. Yep. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, now, let's talk uh, because uh, we're recording this the day before uh, the island uh, drops on the streaming services. Uh, Sai Mark Jai White, of course. Uh, 
what can you tell us about this film? What, what's the story? Uh, what's the setting? Uh, bring us into it because uh, I'll be tuning in as soon as it's live. Yeah, so this is one of those, you know, kind of classic tales of, of revenge, right? So uh, Michael's character, Mark, a, a cop, a detective, and um, his partner played by Jackson Rathbone, who actually brings a lot of levity and, and humor to the to the movie because um, it is, a, you know, the tone of the movie is pretty serious, but Jackson is uh, kind of that snarky, uh, you know, uh, partner uh, to, to Michael's uh, uh, more hard-nosed uh, detective. So uh, he finds out his brother has passed away and he now has to go back to his, his home island in the Caribbean um, for the funeral. And once he gets there, he finds out that there was some, you know, possibly some foul play uh, in his brother's death. And through, you know, being a, being a cop, being a detective, he uh, starts unraveling, you know, how his brother was actually killed and who's responsible. And with the help of uh, some of his family and friends and, and his uh, ex-wife, uh, um, played by Gillian, uh, white real life uh, wife to uh, yep, yep. to Michael. I think this is their sixth or seventh movie they've done together, and they're just so awesome to work with. Um, <laughs> I love them both to death, and and can't wait to collaborate with them again uh, on something in the future. But um, uh, so with the help of his island family, uh, he sets out to take out take out the trash, so to speak. Um, and you have Eduardo Costa who plays the main villain. Uh, and he's really, really deliciously evil. Um, you know, uh, he's, he's, um, uh, wonderful, wonderful actor, such a nice guy, like all about meditation and peace and love, but he plays such a nasty, bad guy. And I always love that. I love, you know, that's what acting is too. You, you get to play, you get to, you know, uh, uh, you know, be who you're not, uh, in, in a lot of cases. And, and he certainly encompassed that in this movie. Uh, talk to me about uh, working with uh, with Michael Jai White. Uh, he, I mean, he is a larger than life character. I mean, he's he's just huge. That guy's imposing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I stand next to him at at shows, and I'm like, I, I don't know that I'm ever going to get out of your shadow. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. But what's it? What, what was it like um, directing him, uh, knowing that uh, you were going to you know, let him cut loose and do some do some of the things that he does best on screen? Yeah, I, again, super easy collaborator on all the the uh, character uh, pieces. And, you know, obviously he's bringing his own thing to it. He had ideas, you know, like, would I really say this here? Like, it doesn't feel genuine to me. I'm the type of director. I'm like, I don't want you to just read the words on the paper. I want you to, you know, have that, uh, you know, live that experience, make it your own. Uh, because if, if an actor believes what they're saying, then the audience will. If the actor doesn't believe what they're saying. The audience obviously won't. So um, I, I always, you know, push for that. And so uh, collaborating on those kinds of things is really easy. He's super easy. Gillian Jackson is awesome. Uh, so that, that kind of makes my job easy in that department. And then with the uh, martial arts action, we also have uh, stunt coordinator, um, Ron Balicki, yeah. who's also a martial arts, like royalty Absolutely. trained, you know, with, with the best of the best. And, uh, and in that whole, uh, stunt team, they're all the legit martial artists and, and stunt actors and stuff. So, uh, and then Michael, he, he's, he knows his stuff. Like 
you know, with the choreography and all of that, he's always going to bring his own flavor. And of course he's got ideas. He's like, Oh, I blocked this. I hit that guy. What if I duck under here? You know? So it's that, and again, it's a collaborative, like, like melting pot of martial art nerds, you know, that are making these kinds of movies. It's just so cool. You know? And, and sometimes I just step back and I just look and I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Yeah. It's cool that I get to be a part of this, you know? And, and thinking back to like that 11 year old who just watched a, uh, Enter the Dragon and nice. Karate Kid, and decided I wanted to get into uh, get into uh, uh, and and uh, Dragon Fist with Jackie Chan to get into martial arts myself. From that to then being here on the set and and seeing these pieces come together, I'm just like it's, it's, you know, pinch me. I'm dreaming. <laughs> I mean, Ron Balicki, yeah, uh, like you said, martial arts royalty. That puts you just a few degrees away from Bruce Lee himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty amazing. That's pretty crazy. amazing. And and they're also wonderful too. In Asantos, yeah. uh, just uh, amazing, amazing uh, folks. His daughter is just awesome, yeah. awesome human. <laughs> now, uh, when uh, when that's going on, how involved were you with designing the action for the film, or is that one of those instances where you're like, you know, you guys know what you're doing, put something cool together, and then let's, you know, like you were saying, let's collaborate and, and let's see what uh, let's see what you guys come up with. Um, that's that's like impossible for me, being a martial art nerd. I, yes, I let <laughs> I let Ron do his thing and, and his team come up with stuff, but they are so cool too. Like you know, we all stayed in the same, like, uh, like complex. Uh, so, and he was like three doors down from me. So he's like, you he texted me like, Hey, you want to come over and see what we just came up with the knife fight? I go, yeah. So I <laughs> hop over there and then they show me and I might have some ideas for camera angles. I go, maybe it's cool if he, if he swipes for the leg here at this part. And then Rod's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be super cool. He'll reverse grip, slice them in the leg, you know? So it's just that process. I'm always involved with that stuff. Even if it's not an action movie, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm such a, I'm so passionate about filmmaking that uh, from production design to whatever it is, I always want to get my fingers in there and just be a part of it. Not, not to go in there and try and take anything over, but just to be involved and to see and to, you know, just be a part of it. It's, is uh, I'm like a kid in a candy store, but especially with action and martial arts. Then I'm really like, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me jump in. Let me jump in. You know, well, that's interesting because uh, with the the with some of the guys that I talked to, uh, stunt coordinators, action directors, things like that. One of the uh, one of the bugaboos that always comes up is uh, once they are done, you know, designing the action and filming it, it has to go into editing, and yeah. you know, yeah. it does not always come out the same way that you put it in there, right? So it it, it can be a, a catch twenty two because you you kind of have to, like you said, work with that team and 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 trust your team. To, to bring your visions alive, but sometimes some things get lost in translation. Um, as someone with an eye for action, do you stay involved with that particular end of it and make sure that uh, it, it is as close as it can be to what you saw when you started filming? Yeah, so I can touch on a couple points here. Number one, what happens a lot of times when you're working on a film or a, or a TV series uh, and you're the stunt coordinator, um, they're filming dialogue for nine of those 12 hours or 10 of those 12 hours. And then they will turn you guys loose. And then by the time you're filming, you got an hour to like do this whole huge sequence. Right. So that happens all the time that did not happen on this film, you know, or the action movies that I do. I'm, I'm very, very, uh, uh, coherent about that. Like, Oh, we got this action sequence. We need it. It needs its own day. Like, I don't care how we got to rearrange, you know, the dialogue stuff, the talking heads, we can get done fast. You know, yeah, big emotional scenes. Yes. Give them their time. But, you know, for a lot of that stuff, 
So I am very cognizant of that and go, I don't want to rush the stunt team at the end of the day and people get hurt, mistakes get made. Like we're going to do those things right now. That said, we're still on a tight schedule. We're not a big budget movie. So, uh, you know, we're never going to be able to get everything we want. You know, like we did motorcycle chases in this and I did not have a lot of time to get that. I wish I would have had a whole dedicated day to be able to do this motorcycle chase. We just out of time and money type of thing. And whenever possible, I'm involved, really, really, uh, really involved in post. Uh, And this one, I did get uh, a fair amount of involvement in post, especially when it comes to the fight scenes, because editing fights are uh, very tricky and a whole art unto themselves. I do all I do all the little things um, to, to make them feel snappy and dynamic and the punches have more power and and uh, the sound design for fights so just about every fight sequence that i've directed i've personally had to go in and do sound design passes um because coming from that world every movement i want to have a sound every you know every lead to the punch every lead to a kick every you know body motion there needs to be some kind of design element that that makes you feel that emotion and movement. So I get very heavily involved in that. Editors usually hate it because I'm like, you know, 37 layers of sound, <laughs> you know, with 4,000 sound effects in one sequence, you know. But I am like, I get really, really uh, into that because to me, that makes or breaks a fight scene. You know, you've got to, the, the editing can't be loose. You know what I mean? That that stuff has to snap and pop and, and uh, you know, teeny tiny little speed ramps and certain things, you know, make, make a neck break feel like it's got more zing, you know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I get super into that. That's awesome. Uh, particularly for those of us who are fans of the uh, 70s Kung Fu flicks, man, the sounds were, were what made those, those fights yeah, uh, yeah. really come to life for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, uh, in terms of uh, uh, action or martial arts films, do you have a dream project or a dream uh, dream cast that you want to work oh with? That, that you want to you want to bring something cool to life on screen? Yeah, I mean, I have several. I, I have a project uh, I've been developing for a couple years. I can't say too much about it, but it's in a kind of a Mad Max type world um, where we can combine all sorts of stuff. So, sword play, martial arts, uh, uh, superpowers, like you know, all of these things. So that's a, that is one of my uh, super close and, and uh, uh, near and dear projects to me. That would be a dream project. And of course I want to get some of those actors in there that uh, can really pull that stuff off. Um, there's, there's honestly so many people I'd love to work with. Keanu Reeves is definitely on the top of the list. Uh, Michelle uh, Yo, of course uh, would be high on that list. Uh, Keanu, I'd just love to work with because he's just such a good dude. You know, and we've crossed paths at 8711, you know, and all of that. He's training, training jujitsu or whatever. Um, but just, uh, you know, how he takes care of people. Like, I think uh, more than anything, our mindsets align in a lot of those ways. So just be for me, that would be such an honor to work with someone like like that for altruistic reasons, not for even just filmmaking reasons, you know, Um so yeah, I mean, I, I haven't done anything with Scott Adkins yet. I'd love to love to cast him in something. Uh, of course, I want to work with uh, Michael and Gillian again. Trying to think, I know I'm going to forget stuff. Of course, I would love to work with Jackie on something. I mean, sure, sure. Uh, I don't even know what it would be, but I don't even care. Just, just you know, <laughs> work with them. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, you know, there's the, the list I'm sure is way bigger and I'm just not thinking of everything right now, but, uh, um, Oh, the raid, uh, what's his name? Uh, Eco. Yes. I'd love to work with Eco too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so cool. Um, yeah. Outside of action. Um, you know, what's so interesting to me, it's like, I really want to work with some of these people. Uh, I don't want to be morbid or anything, but some of these greats before they're gone. You know, I, I think about that a lot. I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to work with Anthony Hopkins. I want to work with, you know, I'm just such a fan of film and, and all of that, that I'd love, love, love to work with some of the greats. Um, uh, you know, that's, that's always the, 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 the dream of course, but um, yeah, there's lots, there's so many great people. I'd love to work with Viola Davis on something. Uh, I just think she's a phenomenal actress. Shoot. I know I'm not, I'm, I'm blanking, but there's just so many so many amazing, amazing folks. Well, uh, what is the uh, next project coming up for you that you can talk about? What's what's something that what what are a few things that you have on the horizon that you can talk about? Well, they're all they're all uh, still in the development stage, but I do have an action adventure movie um, that we're looking to shoot uh, film in the Philippines. Cool. Um, of course, there's there's uh, you know all stuff all sorts of stuff going on with the industry right now, so certain things are on pause. But uh, once we're able to move forward again, um, you know, I've got uh, that action adventure, uh, which I really like. And again, there's there's humor in it, but also, you know, high octane action. Um, I have a kind of existential science fiction movie uh, that I've been working on. And, and we're, you know, again, as soon as we can start working on it again, we're very close to moving forward on that one. Um, which we would uh, most likely film that uh, down under. So in, in Australia um, with some amazing partners down there. And then I also have a couple rom-coms on the deck again. Um, <laughs> and one that I really, really like. And I did, uh, I worked quite a bit on the script as well on that one. I'm not the original writer, but they were gracious enough to have me come in. I had some ideas and uh, so I got in there and did a bunch of rewrites with them. Um, and I really, really liked that one. That one's set in Brooklyn. Um, so hopefully we'd shoot some in New York. Um, maybe we'd move some of it to upstate New York or, or somewhere else uh, for, for like interiors and stuff. You can then cheat and fake. Um, but um, I definitely would love to shoot some of that in Brooklyn. It'd be super cool. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, that stuff's uh, it's all. Um, uh, developing and and uh, I'm getting excited about a couple of those taking off and then of course I I write as well and so I have several writing partners and we we're constantly developing things um, uh, of course some of those are on pause again sure, because of the sure. strikes yep but they're in they're all in various stages of development um, uh, I have I have a heist one that's really cool too um, that one's still a little little bit out but but that one's super cool I, I really would like to do uh, uh, a few different heist movies. Cause I have a few different ideas. I love the, you know, everything from oceans 11 to the, you know, uh, uh Italian job to back, like the yeah. sting back in the day. I just love that stuff. Oh, the sting is one of my favorites. That's a great movie. Oh, thank you. you a lot <laughs> of people don't know that movie oh, because it. you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's fairly old now at this point, but yeah, that was, that's one of my favorite, uh, heist movies. Yeah. 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 The, uh, and, uh, that was Robert Redford and Paul Newman and, uh, yeah. I can't remember who, who else it was, but so good. So yeah. good. So good. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, the, the, their mark in that is, um, um, I forget his name. Uh, Robert, uh, is it Robert Shaw? The yes, guy from Shaw, Jaws. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the captain yeah. in Jaws. Yeah. That's, that he's like, 
that guy is such a chameleon. Every role you see him in, you, you don't even know that's the same actor. Uh, I didn't know that for years that he was in the sting. And then uh, somebody said, Oh, you know, that's the jaws captain. I go, what? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I love that. I love that movie. Also the in- inside man was another great one. Oh, yeah, Spike Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Clive Owen. I'd love to work with. I think yeah, he's, he's uh, cool. highly underrated. Uh, he's such a good actor. Um, so yeah. Uh, what about uh, strapping on the pads for some stunt work? Is there any of that in your future? <laughs> oh man, you know, every once in a while, I'll get I'll get asked to come do something. And, really? And I'm not like I'm not like hitting. I'm not like jumping off buildings anymore or anything sure, like sure. that. But every once in a while, you know, sure, I'll jump in. I'll do some fun <laughs> stuff. You know, um, some 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 martial arts action or or some sword play or something. I'll come I'll come die for you. It's all good. Um, uh, you know, and, and then I actually do still stunt coordinate, uh, if cool. I'm in between directing cool. films, uh, usually it's for, you know, friends that I've worked with over the years and they're like, Hey, are you available for, you know, to come stunt coordinate for a week or two, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, uh, usually it's pretty light stuff. Uh, I just did some, uh, snowboarding stunts on a movie. Um, and, uh, but, but pretty chill stuff, you know, nothing like too crazy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I always have, a, I always have a blast with that. What's so funny is now kind of, you know, primarily focused on directing for the last like six, seven years. Uh, the pressure you get with directing is, is, I mean, the pressure you get with stunt coordinating is huge too, but it is another level kind of directing. Now, maybe if I was, you know, working on, uh, you know, Michael Bay movie or something, then I, the, the pressure of being the stunt coordinator would maybe be higher than, than I've experienced. So I haven't done those, those kinds of things, but the things that I do, it's almost like a relief. I'm like, Oh, I don't have the pressure. Like that director's got the pressure. Like <laughs> I'll come do the cool <laughs> fight scene for him. And then, you know, we'll, we're, we're in and out. And I just like, ah, oh, this feels good. Like, you know, and also I'm not going to be working on this for the next year and a half. You know, it's like, I come in, I do my job. I will help in the post with the edit of the action if they want me to. Uh, and, and I push to, because as we talked about earlier, I always trying to make sure that action really sits right. And, uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I get kind of excited at, at doing the stunt coordination jobs now because cool. uh, it feels like less pressure. I, even though that sounds crazy. <laughs> No. Well, uh, speaking of uh, that, then uh, what should audiences take away from the island? And again, that hits streaming services tomorrow, Friday, July 21st. Uh, we're recording this on the 20th. Um, tell us uh, what, as an audience, we should be taking away from the island. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so that movie, I know it's going to be digital, VOD, like all that stuff tomorrow. I know it's like iTunes, Voodoo, Redbox, and it's a very limited theatrical release. Uh, so if it happens to be in your town, you want to go check it out. But uh what I want them to take away from it is that we 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 set out to kind of show the beauty of this amazing area, uh, kind of juxtaposition with the the brutality of of uh, of and violence of of the the crime that that's uh, and that crime is not really at that island. Just FYI, it's such a nice peaceful little island. But that's kind of the story we're telling. It's that uh, balance uh, of these two opposing worlds. And, you know, finding that kind of harmony and peace in the middle. And so we tried to tell an action story that has heart uh, at the end of the day. That's, you know, what we're doing. It's a, and I think a lot of the best uh, tales, even like revenge and vengeance, that the core of that is uh, at the heart of that is love, you know, and that's a love for family, uh, love, you know, and the pain of loss. 
which I think everybody can relate to, um, even if they haven't had loss in the way that <laughs> Mark experiences it in in the island. Uh, um, but everybody can relate to loss. Everybody can relate to family, and everybody can relate to to those themes. So uh, you know, and hopefully they just uh, enjoy it. You know, that's at the end of the day, that's all we really. Our, our can hope for is that, you know, if it, if it affects somebody in some way, then, then that's awesome. Uh, you know, even if they don't like it, it but it's still affected them in some way. It's like, you know, we're just, we do our best and and that's all we can do. You know? Awesome. Awesome. Sean, thank you so much for taking some time to chat. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with the Island tomorrow. Uh, best of luck with the rest of your career. Uh, you are, Full of great sincerity, so I have no doubt that great achievement will be coming from you uh, sooner rather than later. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank for you, taking thank the time. you, thank you. I appreciate it, and uh, and uh, yeah, it was awesome to be on here. And and uh, anytime you'll have me back in the future, I'll I'll jump at the chance. We will absolutely have you back. So please uh, please stay tuned to the Comfort Driving Podcast, and uh, I'd love to have you back and talk some more. All right, thank you. Poison Plan rocks the world. Some action, drink a little wine, we get drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time we swap, we smash the place up with a dragon claws. We walk into the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we get drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's warm, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. I see the iron fist debunked from the daily prayers. Shouting monks on their hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless Aida roaming over the land. Yeah, the little bitch soldier is older and wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to graze jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here, the blast. Not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but more. Don't hit back Yeah, the death jewels here David D is coming back The Tai Chi master Jet Li's even faster The channel little dream Because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine But see Maggie show his spiner Golden Swallow has arrived Chang Chi movies Will the hero we survive? We've got the brave archer Make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight May as well be the spot Yeah, the sky goes black Cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying To kill them all So stand back He plays the black magic On the soul of the sword and our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah, Wing Chun Shaolin in the mountain style Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See, it's a game of death, yo, you're facing the big boss. It's once upon a time in China, counting the TikTok. The shogun assassin slashing blood of just drip drop. The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop. Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins. He's got Irma just in yellow, but she is in the dragon, but in the tea rooms. That's where it'll happen. She got the bodies on the floor when the blood it'll splatter against the wall. No fear at all, to kill them all. There's always blood spilled when you head into a war. Fearless, unleashed. The fist of legend that the car jet leave. 
I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, many of us some action Drink a little wine, we get it drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's one We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, many of us some action Drink a little wine, we get it drunk and then we're fighting